like in the morning on a Sunday morning, like it's there's a lot of cars rolling in. Yeah, I asked for like an outdoor porch uh, for my office, and you guys said no to that. Yeah, that, that just wasn't in the budget because I kind of wanted to go out and kind of wave uh, over the parking lot, yeah. and you guys said no, we're not going to do that, which is fine. Yeah. But we do like <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Hey everyone, Jason Malone here. Welcome to the Jesus on Display podcast. Before we begin today's content, I wanted to say thanks for supporting us here at Fellowship Greenville with your gifts and your generosity. Because of your giving, we get to share resources like this podcast with you to help reach you wherever you are in your life with Jesus. If you'd like to support the ministry of Fellowship Greenville, you can head to fellowshipgreenville.org forward slash give to get started. Thanks so much for your support, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I have no idea when you're listening to the Jesus on Display podcast, but I'm thankful that you're listening. This is Jason Malone, joined today by my good friend, Rob Marks. Let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm the pastor of Vision here at Fellowship Greenville. Rob is the pastor of executive things. (laughs) Right, Rob? You're the executive pastor. Yes, it's definitely better if you say it as executive pastor instead of pastor of executive things. But I you think. do pastor the executive things around here at Fellowship Greenville, and I think you do a fantastic Thanks, job. Thanks, I really appreciate that. And if the people that are out on the road today driving, maybe they're going for a brisk walk, maybe they're lifting some weights, maybe they're doing chores around the house, they could be doing a sundry things. I just wanted them to know that you're really great at what you do. How long have you been the executive pastor here at uh, Fellowship Greenville? The executive pastor, um, I think it's two years. Two years. Two plus years or something like that. That is a pretty good run. Uh, But you've been on staff a little longer than that. What were you doing here before that? Uh, I've done a lot of things. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, I was children's pastor, next-gen pastor, oversaw community groups at one point in time. Yeah? Yeah. You've done a little bit of everything. Yes. But tell everybody about how your favorite thing has been working with me for the last 18 months. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it has been definitely the highlight of not only my career, but my life. Too, oh, wow. Sure. That is strong. Sure. That is real yes. strong. We are so thankful that you're listening today to the Jesus on Display podcast. Uh, here's what we're doing with this podcast. We're wanting to tell uh, stories, uh, and storytelling is a really important thing. We think there's a lot of uh, uh, power, if I could say it that way, in regards to storytelling, and you'll notice around Fellowship Greenville, we try to do that in a variety of ways, and this podcast is just another way that we can be about that. Also here, you'll find condensed sermons. I've made a few jokes about that publicly from the stage in that we uh, teach anywhere from uh, 35 to 57 minutes, depending on whether it's me, Jim, or Charlie. Uh, Charlie really being the one closer to 57 minutes on the reg. Um, But our team is so great because they can condense that into like 20 minutes, Rob. And I know what you may be thinking. What you may be thinking is, why don't you guys just go ahead and do it in 20 minutes, if it can be done in 20 minutes. I was thinking that, yes. But probably what you would miss out on is um, some pretty good stories that we're telling just because uh, dramatic pauses. They're they're cutting out the dramatic pauses. Like you learn in speech class when you're supposed to stop and pause when you're teaching publicly. The the pregnant pause. The pregnant pause. So there's probably a good 30 minutes of pregnant pauses when we teach, and they're just getting the 20 minutes of yeah, the material. I love that. Uh, and so uh, there's there's updates that we can do, quarterly updates, and that's what we're doing today. We're actually here to give a little bit of a quarterly update about things that are happening around Fellowship Greenville that are exciting to us, things that we want to let all of you that are listening in know about, 
uh, things that you could be a part of, things that you could pray with us about. And so I'm excited to be able to relay uh, some of this information to everybody. Well, let's talk about the very first one. Okay. We have a 5 p.m. service. We officially have a 5 p.m. service. We're seven Sundays in Yes. to the 5 p.m. service. And uh, I'm going to speak for me personally, and then you can uh, agree or disagree. I'm pretty encouraged about how it's going. Yeah, I would. I definitely agree with that. I've been. You didn't sound no, no, super no. excited no, about. It. I, I felt am. like I tossed that when I teed it up, and you're no, going. Hey. I'm very encouraged by it, and I'll tell you why. Okay, go ahead. is because a there's been a really decent amount of people there. It's been around the 200 mark. It's yeah. hung around there. Um, and the other thing is, we're seeing people there that we haven't necessarily seen on a Sunday morning. So yeah, that's nice because it's giving people the opportunity who wouldn't come on a Sunday morning to be there. As the pastor of vision, yeah, talk about what the kind of I, the thought process was for doing the five o'clock service because there's a couple of reasons why, but there was a leading edge. Yeah, the leading it. edge really was for those who may not be able to attend a worship service uh, on Sunday morning because of life, work, whatever the case may be. Um, and I don't believe that there's a lot of churches doing ministry like Fellowship does ministry that has a Sunday night service available. It's kind of like if you can come on Sunday morning, come on Sunday morning. If not, right. sorry about that. Watch it online whenever or whatever the case may be. And uh, I think it's just kind of a unique opportunity in regards to the kind of church that we are. And we say this all the time, and we really do mean it. Not better than. It's just this is how the Lord's called us to, to do ministry and teach the Bible and worship through song and that sort of thing. And so the fact that we can provide that on a Sunday night I think it's awesome, and we are seeing people step into that. Um, and then the other reason really was to free up some seats on Sunday morning. I sure. mean, the fact of the matter is this place is packed out on mm -hmm. Sunday mornings right now, and um, instead of offering another service on Sunday morning, which Fellowship Greenville decided to do a while back, right? tried to do three in the morning, and everyone tried to cram into the middle yeah, one, basically. So it, was, it had some ups and downs, but a lot of downsides yeah. to that part. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just being able to, even if it's a couple of hundred people to begin with, and I'm praying that the Lord grows it. I'm yeah. praying that more and more people want to be a part of it. I'm praying that those, here's what I'm praying. I'm praying that those that have been coming to the 5 p.m. service would continue to be intentional about inviting other people to come and worship with yeah. them, just like we do on a Sunday morning, which is awesome. And I'm praying that those who have the availability to come on a Sunday evening would come and give it a try. Uh, again, freeing up seats on Sunday morning for those that might need seat. And, uh, you know, our Fellowship Kids ministry is open. I, I want to remind everybody of that. Like, yeah. everything's open. That, right. It's the same. It's basically the same service that we do on a Sunday morning, it's the right? Exact, we're doing the exact same thing, same uh, songs and the same message and the same jokes, like all the same stuff <laughs> uh, we're doing. And Fellowship Kids is open, and that team does a phenomenal job. And then our high school students are also meeting on Sunday nights like they always do. So if you have a high schooler, that'd be another way that you could coordinate yeah. and have your high schooler go to student ministry and come on over to the 5 o'clock service. It's gone really great. I've yeah. loved it. I, I'll tell you, uh, one of the things I've loved about it is the people who are serving at the 5 o'clock service, and a lot of them serve on Sunday morning, but then they come back for Sunday night, and they have just as much energy. Uh, they're very welcoming. It's been great to just kind of watch them invite people in, and, and yeah. there's, there's, there's lots of... Lots of good energy behind it. There sure. really is. Hey, we've been hearing some good things. We just want to say this really quickly. Thanks to those of you who have been a part of our royalty uh, series that kicked off a few weeks ago, studying through the book of First Samuel this spring uh, and looking at the life of Samuel and then into uh, the life of Saul. Like this is an, it's, it's been a 
fabulous uh, kickoff. And we're going to do this through the spring. And then the next couple of springs, we're going to come back. We're calling it royalty, looking at the kings, David mm-hmm. and Solomon, and so on and so forth. And I'm just thankful for the team, the time that they've been putting in to uh, prepping that and walking through things. We've been hearing some good conversation from folks, even as they get together in community group and have discussion around the sermon, uh, whatever the case may be. So that's been exciting to us. The other thing I wanted to give a quick update on that's kind of in my wheelhouse that I'm incredibly passionate about is the Upstate Church Collective. I just asked you about this this morning. I said, because you, you had it last night, and I said, mm-hmm. how? did it go? And your answer was? Before we get to that, one of the reasons you were asking me that question this morning is because our offices are side by side. Yes. And uh, I came uh, to work here about 18 months ago, and I had a nice office. It used to be a conference room. And when you go as a new employee to a place, and you can't, you know, I could, I could have kind of picked an office. You guys said, where would you like to be? And that yeah. was super kind of you, but I wasn't going to kick anybody out of their office. I yeah. don't want to be that guy. I mean, I did go to Charlie and say, maybe this one. He said no. But um, <clears throat> I, I just went into a conference room because Fellowship Greenville has uh, 17 conference rooms. And I didn't feel like they needed that many. That's an exaggeration. Evangelistically speaking, <laughs> you have 17. You really had three. Um, and they actually are used all the time, and that's fascinating to me. But I just took one of the conference rooms. And after uh, having my office in a conference room uh, for a few months, what I realized is that I was walking down the hallway nonstop to visit you and have mm-hmm. conversations with you. Because the pastor vision and the executive pastor have to work very yeah. closely together. It's, it, it makes total sense. And so, so I just offered up a suggestion, and I said, what would it look like if we just kind of redesigned a couple of things? And we could have our offices side by side, and then I don't have to walk as much. So basically, you threw out the whole, I don't really want to make anybody move, yeah. and you made everybody move. That's exactly what <clears throat> happened. That You're not exaggerating. When I said, I don't want to make anybody move, I haven't really thought about it that way <laughs> until right now. The fact of the matter is, I think 25 people ended up moving, moving once we started moving offices around. But we were creating yeah. synergy, and the feedback has been great. Yes, and I love the way our office is set up. It's amazing. Okay. So this morning, I saw you this morning, and I said, how did UCC go? And you said... I thought it went really great last night. You, it was more than that. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. What were my exact <clears throat> You said, it's been my favorite so far. And then you said, that's because you probably taught last night. I said, night. did you teach it last night? And you said, well, yeah, actually I did. So, so talk about, give us an update on UCC, track two, the whole thing. Yeah, this is uh, our second year of the Upstate Church Collective. <clears throat> and if you're newer and going, what in the world is the Upstate Church Collective? It is a joint partnership between Fellowship Greenville, Summit Church, a handful of other churches are also a part of it, where we are being intentional about um, discipleship, leadership development, and church planting and revitalization. Kind of breaking it out over the course of three tracks. Track one is all about uh, raising up disciples who will make disciples. And we've been working really hard to put some... That's not just a phrase that we want to throw around. We're really working people through a process of helping them understand. Here are are uh, are nine um, competencies... Um, that you see as you study through the Gospels and you look at the life of Jesus, Him being intentional with His disciples. And we're walking through those nine uh, competencies. And uh, I pray, equipping and training people to grow as a disciple who are then in turn going and making disciples. That's a big piece of it, obviously. And then track two is all around uh, lay leadership development Mm -hmm. in the local church. The fact of the matter is the Lord's been so kind and gracious to grow fellowship and to grow Summit Church and other churches. And we have these folks in our midst who really are leading out in the local church, and that's by design, that's how it should be, equipping people to do the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4. Uh, And so we want to be intentional in leadership about 
growing and developing the leaders that the Lord has brought to us for us to continue to be the church and not just do church. And so uh, that's been really exciting as well. That's been track two, and that just started in January. So last year we did just track one, and that was just on discipleship. And about how many people were we had in about that? seventy people yeah. go through that, and then if you went through track one and you wanted to go on and spend another nine months, ten months doing track two on on leadership in the local church, you could do that. And we had about thirty, thirty five of those folks that decided yeah. to go on to track two, and then we brought in for this year a whole new one hundred people wow. that are in track one. So there's about a hundred and thirty between the two tracks, which is really exciting. And then on down the line, track three, out of this group, uh, Lord willing, coming out of track two, we'll be able to think well about church planting and revitalization work around the upstate with local churches. And so uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a longer runway in trying to develop the whole thing, but the team that we're working with has been just phenomenal, and it's been a lot of fun, and I'm thankful for those that are giving their time. It's, uh, we meet uh, a couple of times a month on Sunday night for a couple of hours, so it's like twice, it averages out to twice a month uh, on a Sunday night that we get together for two hours, and uh, just a whole team of folks yeah. that are teaching and equipping, and I love it. Well, here's something I think it would be interesting to make note of and talk about. And that is, I think a lot of people thought that the the Upstate Church Collective was primarily about church planting, yeah. and it is. like, yeah. But that's really tracks three and four. Yeah. Tracks one and two are really for anyone who's really a believer who wants to grow in their discipleship and grow in their leadership, particularly as we help people see like, hey, you can uh, interact with people in your community, in your neighborhood, who maybe don't know God at all. And this is this track one and track two is a great way to how do I have conversations? How do I have faith conversations with somebody? Because what I'm doing is I'm learning how do I have a faith conversation with myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And you're exactly right. If you're listening to this podcast today, UCC track one, track two, it's for you. That's yeah. exactly right. Even if you don't have a desire to plant a church or revitalize a church or be a part of a church planting team, that's totally fine. Uh, we would consider it a privilege to have an entire year with you just talking about discipleship and equipping you to make disciples. Like that's a win for us as pastors and leaders in the local church. And then if we got another year with you where we were equipping you to be the leader that God has called you to be in this church, right. that's another win for us. In some ways, uh, what we're doing is developing a discipleship and a lay leadership pipeline, mm -hmm. which is essential for us to continue to be the church and do what it is the Lord has called us to do right here in this place. And definitely it's a part of what we need to have in place if we are going to multiply, which we also know that the Lord is calling us to do. So it is open and, and available to anyone who would like to be a part of it. The next one will start this coming. We always kick it off in January. So if you're interested, January of 2024, we would love for you to be a part of track one of uh, the Upstate Church Collective. You'll hear us talking more about it in the months to come. But it's been a real exciting kickoff. We just started, like I said, January 22nd was our first night together. And so we're a couple of months in, and it has been uh, nothing but encouraging. And another cool part about it, honestly, that I just want to reiterate, to be able to do it with another church like Summit, like the church partnership side of that. You know, churches partner together um, strategically at times to serve the city, which is awesome. Uh, maybe to pray together. I'm all for it. I love mm -hmm. those things. Well, you get churches partnering together around making disciples and developing leaders, <clears throat> and then also thinking about how can we as churches plant more churches. Right. Like that actually makes a statement 
that needs to be made, in my opinion, in the upstate of South Carolina. Sure. I mean, that's there's no church competition in that. Right. It's like, hey, we're on the same team, rowing in the same direction. Let's yep. get after it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, a lot of ways, the church has to be pretty secure with itself to say we're gonna we're gonna interact with people from other churches. We're not worried about they're gonna leave us and go there. Or, right. No, it's like we're partnering together, and we yeah. recognize that. You know, Summit and, and Fellowship have very similar DNAs. That's right. Um, and that's great. Like, yeah. we're, we're making an impact in not just our two churches, but the other churches that are represented in that. So That's exactly right. So thank you for your support. I will say this. I know some of you are listening uh, really quickly that have you've given above and beyond what you normally give at Fellowship Greenville. Like, you've given to the Upstate Church Collective. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can still do. If you're interested, you can go to uh, fellowshipgreenville.org. And uh, you could give there to the Upstate yeah. Church Collective. A lot of folks have done that. I think over a million, it is, it's over a million dollars mm-hmm. has now been given to the Upstate Church Collective. And you may be going, what are you going to do with a million dollars? That's actually the funds that we'll use to plant churches yep. and revitalize churches and that sort of thing. So I'm thankful that the Lord has provided and will continue to provide in that way. And if you're interested in being a part of that, uh, give to that. We would we would be uh, very, very grateful. Yeah. Very good. So let's talk about um, next steps a little bit. Like uh, we t- we say this every Sunday morning. We'll we'll say you know if you're new here, go to the new guest desk. But if you're a a regular, go to next steps. And yeah. so we talk a lot about next steps. So let's talk about what some of those look like. By the time this podcast will be aired, there will be a new church app. Yes, I'm very excited about this. This has been in the works for a long for time. quite a while. Yeah. We've had a lot of people working very diligently to launch the new app. And let's be honest, it was time. Yeah, well, here's one of the reasons why it was time. Go ahead, tell us. Well, the old app was pretty much going to not work okay. over time. Like the developer... Like y, it was like Y2K. Something like that. It was yeah. gonna, everything I don't was gonna know exactly down. how that app world works, but okay. it, was gonna, it was basically going to cease to work. Mm-hmm. And so we needed, we needed something different, but it was more than that. Like uh, I would say... Our old app was great. Like there was nothing wrong with it necessarily, but I think as we looked at it and evaluated it, most people used it for, you know, hey, what's on the calendar? Right. They would use it for uh, sermon notes primarily. Yeah. Uh, and listen, you know, they would watch past messages or whatever on the app. And we really wanted to develop an app that de- that would encourage people to use it more during the week. Sure. Right. Some daily habits of prayer and scripture reading and, yeah. and and things like that, and plus connect with other people. Yeah. So the the new app is it will be have launched by the time this goes out. And so what I would encourage people to understand is apps, and I'm, again, I'm not in this world. But You're not strong in the app world? No. No, yeah. I'm not. De- I'm definitely not strong in the app world. How many so, apps do you feel like you have on your phone? Seven? Not, no, I have more than seven. Okay, I was just asking. Yeah, but I mean... I probably only use seven. Okay, so. that's fair. Yeah, but you know it's a work in progress. So we use it and we we find new new places where we go. Hey, man, we really need a connect tab here or this there. And so um, we feel like it's going to be a move in the right direction. So and I th- I don't know if this is true, but I think what we've already found is if you have the old app when you go to down when you go to open it, it like automatically sends you to the new yeah. new app. Yeah, but. You'll probably have to log in, and so I know that sometimes that's frustrating for people, and they just need to understand that they got to be patient with it. But when they get on the other side of it, I think they're going to find it Here's awesome. how I would talk about it. Uh, we say this all the time from the front on a Sunday morning. If the full extent of your relationship with the Lord is just showing up 
every now and then for a worship service, then you're really missing out on a relationship with the Lord. Like, we're yeah. glad you're here on a Sunday yeah. morning. We're preach the Bible, worship together. I'm all for that. I'm not downplaying that. We're always regularly saying, though, we want you to engage the Spirit of God through the Word of God in the midst of the people of God, sure. not just on Sunday morning, but throughout the rest of your week. And so here's what we're doing. We're coming and and we've worked with a great crew to develop an app that will actually give you a rails to run on in what it is that we're calling you to. And so I'm thankful for that. So you yeah. can go uh, throughout the course of the week and be uh, in in the Word and praying for one another and finding community and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so I think it's just going to be a great resource to come alongside what it is that we've been asking everybody to uh, step into on a regular basis. And so I'm thankful for our team thinking strategically yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this or not on a Sunday morning, but there's a lot of people yeah. here on Sunday morning. Have yeah. you noticed that? <laughs> I, have, I have noticed that. Yeah, there are a lot of folks here. Yeah. And you know, where our office is located, it looks over the back parking lot, you know, in the kind of overflow area. It and it, it's like in the morning on a Sunday morning, like it's, there's a lot of cars rolling in. Yeah. I asked for like an outdoor porch uh, for my office and you guys said no to that. Yeah. That just wasn't in the budget because I kind of wanted to go out and kind of wave uh, over the parking lot. Yeah. And you guys said, no, we're not going to do that, which is fine. Yeah. But we do like, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. If people don't know me that well, I go, who is it? Yeah, what is talking about? Uh, All of that to say, no, it it has been so packed, even looking up, you're right, up to the overflow parking lot, there are a lot of folks. And you know what's coming up is uh, Easter. Yes. And this is the segue where we're going, what's going to be happening that weekend with so many people? Right, because lots of people, you know, they... If they're going to come to church, they're going to come to church on Easter. That's an important Sunday, and I get that. Plus, you're going to have a lot of people that are out of town mm-hmm. that are visiting, and they That's want to right. come to to church with their family. So it's going to be a it's going to be a big weekend. There's yeah. going to be a lot of people here, and so we're going to have. And I think it may be out there already, and I I, I don't know what the dates are, but there'll be uh, some Saturday services for Easter, um, and there'll be some Sundays. So I think there's. So we're doing two on Saturday night. Uh, afternoon and evening, and then we're doing uh, two on on Sunday morning. So what I'm going to ask people to do is two things, is to really think about when is the most strategic time for them to come. Yeah. Making sure that they're going to, I want them to think of it in terms of this. If you're like a regular person, you come all the time, is think about when somebody who doesn't normally come, what will be the time slot that they will come to? And you might want to try to stay out of that just to make space. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is think strategically about how you can make space for people but the other one is to serve that yeah. Easter weekend because it's going to be a lot of people and we still need people to make coffee and greet at the door and park cars and be in children's ministry, all that stuff. Like if if we're doing more services, then needing more people to serve is going to be ramped up. And so our people are not, I mean, they're generous with their time as well. And so we just ask for people to think through how they can serve yeah. over that Easter weekend. Can I throw in one more? You sure can. Would you go ahead, uh, let's be praying together about what the Lord would like to do that weekend. Like we just realize that there are a lot of folks that come on Easter Mm -hmm. more so than other times throughout the year. And so we want to be faithful to to preach the gospel and uh, just already prayerful about who it is that the Lord may be drawing to themselves. If you have friends or family members who... uh, 
uh, don't know the Lord or they're just not involved in a local church, you might be surprised that if you actually took the time to invite them to come with you on Easter Sunday, that they would do that. Yeah. You know, one of the stats, and I don't remember the exact number, but it was somewhere in the 80% uh, of folks that if you invite them to church will actually come. Yeah, I think sometimes we just assume people won't, they won't or whatever right. the case may be. But if you know somebody, coworker, neighbor, uh, family member, invite them to join us for Easter weekend. We're looking forward to it and praying expectantly at what the Lord would do. Yeah, well, and you know we've talked about two things now: the app and serving someplace, uh, and we've talked about how big the church feels. Like the app and serving someplace and community groups; those are all ways that you can help it will help the church feel smaller because if you're serving someplace, you're going to do that in a smaller group of people. You don't, there's no place that I know of that you serve on your own. You're in a team of people. Yep. And so you get a chance to, to serve with those people and get to know those people. And it'll, it's the kind of things that help a church that's really large feel, feel smaller. That's exactly so. right. Hey, as we wrap this up, Rob, uh, I wanted to celebrate that we uh, just got away elders and, and, and the wives of the elders. We got away for a retreat. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, which was uh, an exciting time. It's something we do on a yearly basis, kind of the first part of March, to to pray and continue to build relationship uh, between one another and kind of look to the future, celebrate the faithfulness of God in the past and kind of look to the future. Uh, can you give a little bit of an update in regards to uh, the Adams Mill uh, property? We announced uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and this may be news if people missed it, yeah. that we're pursuing potentially... Uh, getting some property down the road here on Highway 14. Yeah. Yeah, the Adams Mill property just kind of in some ways dropped in our lap like it was a God thing of how we got connected to it. It's in a really, really strategic location in Greenville County anyway, but it's definitely a strategic location for us because it's already located in places that we already have families, like lots of families are right down there in that Five Forks area. So uh, at this point what's happened is we have an approved – uh, offer on it, like they've chosen our offer, which there's a God story and all that too. Yeah. Um, and we're in the process of uh, having an architect look at the building and start drawing up plans. Like we've already met, we have a team of people that met with the architects to figure out like what's going to be down there, what's the space need going to be. And they're in the process now of, uh, and actually I think it's this week, it's tomorrow or Wednesday, we sit down with the architect with that team and they'll show us, hey, these are our first pass designs. And what are we missing? What needs to be changed? Once we f- kind of get that to where we go, yeah, this is what it's supposed to look like, then we'll have a construction company come in and give us a an estimate on what is that going to cost yeah. to do that, which it's going to be it's going to be significant. Yeah, sure. And then our hope, it's been my goal the whole time, is that we would uh, put that in front of the congregation for an approval on May the seventh. Yeah is what I'm hoping that we'll, we're working towards getting to that point where awesome. May the 7th we would put that in front of the congregation and after they've seen it, we'll give them the information obviously two weeks before that for them to look at and ask questions and pray about. So it's a big decision. Yeah. But then have that approval on May the 7th. Again, if you're newer to this conversation, uh, six miles uh, down Highway 14 from where we currently sit is a piece of property, about 25 acres that we're in the process, if the Lord continues to direct our steps, uh, where we can do everything that we do here on a Sunday morning there. Yeah. And um, as you can imagine, with our continued growth here as a church family, we've looked at a variety of things. Mm -hmm. You know, do you put another building on on our existing property, which 
there is land for that, but that's incredibly yeah. expensive to do that, and it still doesn't help with parking right. and traffic, like all the other issues that we already have. Whereas you can go down the road six miles, and we think for close to the same price, sure. you know, you would be able to have a whole another twenty-five acres to your point, and a whole new circle yeah. of influence and accountability to continue to reach people. If you think about it this way, you're going to be reaching people. S- five to six to 10 miles on the other side of right. six miles from here. Yeah. So now uh, you've expanded your reach of being able to continue to, to reach people with uh, the gospel and the way fellowship has been called to do ministry. And so we're really excited about the possibilities. Yeah. I think the, the thing that's interesting about that property is it's all, it's pretty, pretty similar in size to where we are right now. Yeah, they're, it really they're, is. They're very similar in size, so there's plenty of room to, to grow there. I mean, we use all the space that we have here yeah. for sure. So... Uh, there's lots of room to grow down there, so yeah. I'm excited about That's it. That's great. And then, obviously, we always put our ministry plan in front of our people uh, during the month of June. June. Yeah, about the middle. Because our fiscal year runs July to June, yeah. and so that'll be coming as well, and we're really excited to be able to present that. Obviously, with all of this yeah. stuff in view, yeah. uh, it might be a, a, a... Could I use the word robust? A robust... It's going to be robust. Uh, be a ministry great word. Uh, plan for 2023-2024. Uh, so all of you that are listening in today, be praying with all of us here, our elders, obviously, are praying, our pastoral team, our, our staff team, praying that the Lord will continue to direct our steps. We really do want to walk in step with Him, not ahead of Him, not behind Him, uh, the Spirit. We want to walk in step with the Spirit and trust that uh, our steps will continue to be ordered So, in that way. I think we did it. I think we accomplished. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Rob, before we sign off? For Man, you? that's a lot of updates. I think we got it. Uh, the podcast team here, and yeah, we have a podcast team, they said, hey, go between 20 and 30 minutes. And I said, do you think that we can cover 20 minutes? And I want to let you know that we've covered 28 minutes and counting. I think we did a great job. I knew it would not be a problem. Because of me? Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Do you think uh, that they'll have us back uh, to do another one? Well, I'm the executive pastor, so yes, they'll have us back. Oh, snap. You don't ever play that card. Except for when you said, make sure my office is beside yours. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, we're thankful for all of you, and we hope that you have a fantastic day. Uh, Wherever you may be going, be uh, reminded that the gospel goes in you to those places. So continue to live with intentionality where the Lord is leading you and uh, we look forward to seeing you real soon god bless the jesus on display podcast is produced right here at fellowship greenville in greenville south carolina thanks for listening to today's episode follow and share this podcast with anyone who might be interested or curious about our church community or how storytelling unites us and helps us feel more connected to actively keep up with what's going on at our church head to our website at fellowshipgreenville.org Follow us on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in. Grace and peace to you for your week. We'll see you next time.